Welcome to the Society Sucks podcast. Today we have with us a magician, musician, jujitsu black belt, content creator, actor, model, and the list goes on. He uses this platform to create comedy skits and videos as well as share his passions. It is Anthony Cruz. Let's go. Hey. That was impressive. I didn't even tell you guys any of that. For the people to know, I actually did not say tell you all any of that. Right. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So yes, how, how are you, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So I guess we'll just go and dive right in, man. All these accolades. Why? Why all these accolades? Uh, you, you know, it's it happened all by accident, to be honest. I mean, like magic was the what I started with originally. I used mm. to do sports. I used to play baseball and football. I was very, I was very good at baseball okay. and volleyball. But, you know, where I feel the school system is flawed. Um, I couldn't continue to play sports in middle school and high school because I didn't have uh, it was a 2.0 uh, average because what? I just didn't apply myself. I just, wow. I didn't like school. Yeah. I, I found it really boring. So I wouldn't apply myself to doing my homework. And, you know, so because I couldn't play sports at 14, my grandma, my aunt, I'm sorry, took my sisters and my mom and I to Vegas. I watched mm-hmm. a magician by the name of Lance Burton perform and I was blown away. Hmm. I was like, oh, I, I want to learn how to do this. Yeah. So, I think at 14, I kind of became a, a master manifester because we went to this place called uh, Houdini's Magic Shop in Vegas. And we walked in. I said, when I get my first job, this is where this is exactly where I'm going to work. This is where I want to work. Mm, wow. so he got me a big old magic kit. And you know, with magic, I don't have to have I don't have to have grades right to do 2.0 average. So I would practice <laughs> and practice and practice and practice. And eventually I kind of got good. I did it as a hobby. It wasn't like I wanted to do this professionally. Mm. So I got good at it. And I kept going. And at 17, I went to Disneyland with a friend of mine. And mm-hmm. on our way out, there's a place there that says Houdini's Magic Shop, which is the first place where I bought. And I was 14. Wow. So I went over there. I started talking to the manager. I apply. And the first job I ever get is at Houdini's Magic Shop, which is the wow. same place that wow. I said I was going to work like, on when I was 14. Yeah. Right? Isn't that crazy? And that then, and then from there, at 18, I started performing at the Magic Cast and I kept going. So I think doing magic is what developed that. Uh, mm-hmm. side of like being an entertainer and you know because it's you got to be quick on your feet it's comedy sure. you know so things like that and then from there everything just kind of opened up mm, okay so yeah, that yeah. kind of like leads into that question exactly. yeah perfectly. so like because you have all this you know you've done a lot you're doing a lot but we want to take a look at the past like were you a shy kid growing up were you outgoing or how did you even start to develop these skills yeah uh, you know I, I will say uh, I was a late bloomer but mm-hmm. through magic I never had a click in high school, but everybody liked me because I was the magic kid, you know? In my school yearbook, I had a whole section to myself because the principal loved me. That was actually one thing. Like a lot of teachers, they would write me up to go to the principal's office because I would be a distraction in class with doing uh, magic. Uh, and the first time the principal saw this, he's like, you got something here for doing magic? What do you mean? I was like, yeah, I'm a magician. I do card tricks. Mm. He's like, well, sh- show me something you were doing. So I did one trick for him. He calls in the assistant, the uh, the, uh, the vice principal. He's like, show what you did. I did another trick before I know it, I'm doing magic for the whole staff and like three of the other kids wow. were waiting to see the principal. So it helped a lot that the principal really liked me because he's like, Anthony, if you just applied yourself just 10% of how much you do in magic, you would be fine in school. You know? wow, but so but it, was, it was good, man. He helped me out a lot. So that's, uh, in high school it was good. It just, I didn't have a click, but everybody liked me and I love doing magic. I loved entertaining. I think that's where that part of being an entertainer started for me. Mm, okay i feel like that's that's quite amazing usually sometimes you hear you know you get sent to the principal you know you get disciplined that principal is just on you putting you down but instead of that you know this principal's like show me more like let's see what you're doing you know you kind of like open and it do you feel like that kind of allowed you to like be comfortable and it like fed into that yeah 100 percent. because it's like i felt like it was like finally somebody saw Oh, okay. This he saw like okay. This kid is smart. He just doesn't apply himself to school, but he's talented. Mm-hmm. He would he would pull me out of class and he would take me to these uh, like the, the meetings where they all the schools have together, like all the all the all the me all the principals meet. He would take yeah. me like oh yeah, this kid's uh, from Downey High School. Go ahead, dude. dude. And he had me perform wow. for everybody. Wow. There was this thing called the CIF Awards, right? Which is like all these kids going to elite colleges, right? And my mom came with me because I'm performing magic. I got hired to perform magic there. And the, they're sitting at the table and the kid's like, oh yeah, my kid's there. They're going to UCLA. Oh, my kid's going to Harvard. Oh, my mm. kid's going to go. And then, then they go to my mom like, which one's your son? 
my son's the magician right there. <laughs> like, oh wow! Like, oh wow, he's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it was, I was like, that was me. That's wow, me. you know that actually ties into perfectly to with all the things you are now. You know, if a child were to tell their family that they wanted to be a musician, a musician, a magician. You know, they would probably try to convince them to pursue something more stable or something, you know, quote unquote, realistic. Mm. Like, do you feel like you were allowed to freely pursue your interest or was there like some resistance there? You know, I, I will say a, a lot of it, I think with kids growing up, is they don't pursue what they want to do because they get put down mm-hmm. or kind mm-hmm. of steered in a different way from their mom, dad, you know, family, because that's your biggest influence growing up because uh, you're around them all sure. the time. And I was very, I was very, um, I, it was it was in my favor that my mom always supported me in anything mm. I wanted to do. At one point, I wanted to become a professional poker player, and she would sit at a table with me and play poker with me. You know wow. what I mean? Like anything I wanted to do, she always supported wow. me, um, and that was a big help. You know, with with magic, she would support me. Only two people supported me when I first started, which was my aunt, who got me all the magic stuff, who took us mm. to Vegas, and my mom. Everybody else is like, mm, Miko, think about this. How many magicians <laughs> are in the world? Think about how many doctors there are. It's a lot easier. Blah. Uh-huh. And once I started performing at the Magic Castle, which is like one of the most elite places here in Los Angeles that you can perform, some of the best Ooh. magicians perform there, all of a sudden everybody's like, oh yeah, this is my nephew. Oh yeah, this is my grandson. Oh, he does magic. Uh-huh. What is the magician? Because then I was performing, I was touring, I was doing really cool stuff and doing magic. But it's, it's like that thing, you know, when you first start out, nobody believes in you, but once you're there, everybody gets behind you, right? Mm, 100%. 100%. That's what you just keep working on it. You have to believe in yourself. But once you're there, then all of a sudden that support comes, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. So earlier you also mentioned that you were like a uh, master manifester. And I don't know how much truth that holds to yourself, but you hold any like belief systems that are true to your being because you did grow up Christian, I believe, right? Yeah, I grew up in a Spanish Christian church, actually. My grandma was a pastor. Wow, she was a pastor. Yeah, she was a pastor. Yes, I grew up in church singing and playing playing the drums. Actually, was my first instrument. Mm. Um, You know, I still believe in God now. My grandma actually, she's no longer a pastor. She retired. She sold the church. Mm -hmm. But it it was it's uh, especially growing up in church. You know, you see as a pastor's grandson, you know, grandkid, you see a lot of things, a lot of things, Mm, right? And you see both sides because you're like behind the scenes, and then you're there at church, and like every day was church. Um, and, and you know at that time like everything was of the devil like we had these disney vhs's that we had to get rid of you know because it was like of the devil you know like wow. we celebrate halloween back in the day because it was of the devil oh, you know wow. so it was like a lot of things where you know as you start getting older then you start having your own opinions and seeing different things do i still believe in a higher power absolutely do i still pray absolutely uh do i still i, I definitely believe that I, energy and what you put out there is what you're going to receive mm. you know I, I definitely believe your thoughts have powers and what you speak uh, becomes into reality um mm. but i definitely don't think that everything is the devil the way i was brought up <laughs> in i think there's uh there's you can pull back on some things too mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah and so like where did uh you know this this mindset that you have right of like putting things out there and manifesting things um you said you, you started this like around 14. Like, did you have like any external influence that, that, you know, helped you figure that kind of stuff no, out? No, you know, it's like, and that was just one example. Our, another example was in our senior year in high school, we had to write down goals that we wanted to accomplish mm-hmm. and that we want to accomplish by the time we graduate. And one of them was, there's a very well-known theater where I grew up, which was in Downey called the Downey theater. And I put, I wanted to perform there. And then I knew of the magic castle. And I said, I want to become a member of the magic castle. And then there was like a couple other goals. And by the time I graduated, I was already, not only was I a member of the Magic Castle, I was already performing at the Magic Castle. And three weeks before I graduation, they had a big uh, event at the Downey Theater. A dance, they had a dance. It's like a, the dance concert that they do from the high school, they perform over there. And the, mm-hmm. the instructor, she comes up to me, she's like, hey, Anthony, there's a spot in the show. It's like 10, 15 minutes where all the dancers have to change. We don't have anybody would you be wanting to do magic for us? And it was at the Downey wow. Theater three weeks before I graduated. So it's like, all these before. thoughts that, you know, the things that I had wrote down mm-hmm. and, you know, I kept doing magic. I, you know, it goes back to, I feel like you write down your goals and sometimes people um, manifest what they want, but then they go and they sit back and they chill and they go play some games or they go hang out with friends or they go to party. It's like, yeah, it's cool to write down those goals and manifest them, but now you got to work towards them. Ooh, there that's, we go. that's it. No, that's and I think it, that's man. why that happened. The energy, the, the universe is like, okay, this kid's working for it and then attracted it back. 100% agree with that. I think, you know, him and I are 100% in agreement with that. And mm-hmm. I feel like 
when it comes to this multi-faceted life that you seem to be living, how do you decide what deserves your attention that day? Um, I, you know, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm, a, I'm a very, I'm a big homebody, which I think helps a lot. Like I don't, I don't drink, I don't smoke. I don't, I don't go out to party. When I first moved to Hollywood, I fell into a little phase of going out. I still wasn't drinking when I would go out, but I was going out a lot. And then I had to snap myself out of it because, like, man, like, what am I doing? This is not why I came out here. And it's very easy to fall into that lifestyle because, you know, you're out with your friends, you got girls, you're at the club, you know, and it's like, Mm, yeah. But it's just like, what do you, there's nothing, nothing comes of it. And, uh, you know, eventually I snapped myself out of that. Not that I don't go out, but now I go out to like events that, you know, maybe are are worth something or friends' events or maybe Mm. it's something that's, you know, because at the end of the day, a party is a celebration. If you're out there celebrating, like, what are you celebrating if you haven't accomplished what you want to accomplish? Oh, right? Yeah, right? That's it. So that's it's it. just like, I'm still working towards what I want to accomplish. And and I do find that once you accomplish what you are working towards, the parties become a lot better. That's for sure. No. You know? Yeah, that's no. a good mindset to have. No, for sure. And I guess with that, like, do you have any daily practices that, you know, that you dedicate towards your mind or body? You know, uh, honestly jujitsu is like jujitsu helps a lot man you know it helps a lot training uh getting for me that's like it's not it's a lifestyle for me you know if if i don't if i don't have if i had to stop doing jujitsu tomorrow i'd go crazy for sure (laughs) Uh, because definitely you know i've been doing jujitsu 10 plus years and it's uh, a good Mm. it's great source yeah. yeah you know actually when it comes to jujitsu you know us we're white belts you know so we're just starting out mm-hmm. and you being a black belt you know what has this journey taught you throughout the years inside jujitsu and outside of jujitsu uh consistency is key you know I, I feel a lot of people quit uh going along the way you, you you can always make up a bunch of reasons why you can't go and excuses but one thing like bruce lee say that the time will pass right that's like mm-hmm. and 10 years from now you're gonna you're gonna be like damn if you quit you're like i would have been a brown belt i would have been a black belt and whatever you were doing in those other 10 years you know it's just like if you would have just stayed consistent and just kept going and showing up even if you're going two times a week you know Mm -hmm. just show up and go and do it and because the time's gonna pass and you know time 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 remembers nobody you know the time Mm -hmm. passes you up and leaves you behind so it's like either you have to keep going with it or not so Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a, a big thing is, uh, and it definitely, it's, it's a great, it's a great martial arts. It's one of the best yeah. martial arts, you know? Agree. No, yeah, it's so much fun. And on that, like, when did you actually start jujitsu and was like the passion for it instantly or did it take time for it to develop? So I was, I got into it because I was always a fan of MMA and the UFC, but mm-hmm. I didn't have an understanding. I wanted to have a better understanding of the sport. I would hear Joe Rogan, oh, he's inside control. And now he's going to mount. And now if he underhooks here, he can actually get a guillotine. I was like, I, I didn't get any of it. Yeah. I want to have a better understanding. So I wanted to have, I wanted to get into jujitsu because I was here. Oh my gosh, jujitsu is so great. I was like, jujitsu, jujitsu, jujitsu. Yeah. So I moved to Hollywood December of 2011. And the first week I'm in Hollywood, there's a, I'm leaving and there's a flyer on my car. Yeah. And it says, come try out a class for one week for free. So oh, I call it up wow. and I'm like, and they're like, Hey, we just opened up. So we're, we're allowing the students to come in. It was, they had just opened up the week before. So I went in, wow, what are the I odds? tried, I, uh, I tried the class. The first submission I'll ever forget was from a purple belt. His name was he, and he cross collar choked me from guard. And I almost <laughs> passed out. I was like, what the heck was that? I was like, I love this. And after class, I signed up and I never stopped. That was it. I was the fifth wow. student to sign up at that gym. And I stayed with the same gym from day one. Oh, to this day, to this day, I was with the same wow. professor in the, in the wow. same gym from day one. I never gym hopped, never went anywhere else. Just, the, crazy, the, the craziest thing is, you know, usually, you know, you see the flyers on your car, you know, people just have a tendency to grab them, just throw them away. I just right? don't even yeah. take a look at them. And that's the craziest thing about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's, you know, the, the programming director who left the flyer in the car when he, he said, how did you find out about us? I told him that, about the flyer. They got excited. He said, dude, we had flyered five blocks up and down he's like out of five we only got two calls and you're one of the two all the way too that's insane that is actually insane yeah. yeah so so with all this right all these things that you're doing they're they all tie into your social media so what purpose do you wish to serve with your social media content yeah i i it started off it didn't even it didn't even wasn't meant to be a like a comedy reel skit type of thing i mm. i have two instagrams i had a music one and yeah. on my music one, I was posting all my jujitsu stuff on there too, magic stuff and music. And it was like, the, the thing with social media is we know 
people very are, are quick, right? You, you have five to 10 seconds to grab their attention. Oh, yeah. For if sure. you go to IG and you're all over the place, they're like, I don't know what I'm following. And they're going to mm-hmm. go on to the next one. That makes a lot said, of sense. Let me create a different page for jujitsu where I can just post me training, the drills I do, me in class. That's it. It wasn't like, let me start a comedy skit. Uh, well, COVID happens, right? Yeah. So COVID happens, which was in 2020. And everything slows down. So I'm like, crap. And I started posting a couple of pictures. And during one of the days, I saw, I thought of this reel. And it was like different types of, of people at the gym. And I mm-hmm. made the reel and it, it did pretty well. And I said, oh, that was cool. Let me do another one. <laughs> yeah. And then I did another one. And it kind of steamrolled all through that. Mm. And that's how it became to do that. And in a year, um, I gained 20,000 followers. And it was like, oh, it, it was just like in one year. Yeah. And it was just like for me. It wasn't meant. It wasn't meant to be that, but it kind of fell into it. I was like, "Oh, let me yep. just do it," and now I'm just rolling with it now. Wow. I'm just rolling with it. No, that's awesome. So it did just kind of fall into your lap. You went. You never went in with the mindset of, "Oh, I'm gonna do this to get you know the fame, the notoriety, and you know people are gonna watch me." Right? Yeah, I did just because I'm like, let me create a separate page where I can have my jujitsu friends on here. So and then if people want to follow jujitsu, they can follow jujitsu. If mm. they want to do my music, they can follow my music. So it's not all over the place. Oh, wow. Now that's awesome. So like for your content, how do you get inspiration for your content? Like, are there any other creators that you look up to? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of good creators. What, what honestly, what I do is either sometimes the ideas are original, like movies that I've watched. And then I'll be like, oh man, this would be a great sound to use. And, mm. or, you know, there's like little trends that are going on and I'll, and I'll try to make it my own, you know, mm. like I'll hear a sound like, oh, that's good. Okay. Now how can I make that? to jiu-jitsu or how can I make, sometimes like, I post videos that have nothing to do with jiu-jitsu, but just comedy skits. And I'm yeah. like, how can I make that my own? You know, yeah. and that's, that's honestly what I, what I'll try to, how can I make it better? You know? So that's, mm-hmm. um, that's always the the mindset of how I try to do it. Um, yeah. As far as co- co- content creators I look up to, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of good content creators that I like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I look up to them, but I do. I, there's a lot of creative creators that I follow that I think are, are, yeah. are really good. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I guess like steering the wheel towards like more jujitsu, I'm interested to think like in the start of your journey as a white belt, like, did you ever experience moments where you felt like this, you know, wasn't for you or you kind of like couldn't get past the hump? Like, is there like some advice you would give to people that are just getting into it, starting out and that really just need that extra push to keep going? Yeah, man. I, I remember it was a point when I was, I think, uh, uh, I was about to get my blue belt or I was, or I was already a blue belt. And I felt when I would get to mount, I just didn't know what to do. And I would feel a lot more comfortable in side control than mm-hmm. I would to mount. And sometimes the mount was there and I'm like, nah, I'm not going to go to mount because then <laughs> nah. I just, I, the person ends up going back to half guard or pushing me or reversing me and I lose the whole yeah. position. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling so frustrated because I just felt so stuck. And uh, I feel like a, a really good thing to do is ask. And I feel a lot of lower belts, they're mm-hmm. hesitant to ask upper belts hey man, I'm stuck here. You know, like instead they just sit there after class or they bounce and then and they go on YouTube and try to figure it out. And you'd be surprised. There's, there's a, every, at least at our gym, you know, it, I think at most gyms too, people are very willing to help if you just ask. Mm-hmm. Even the black belts, if you say, hey man, um, you know, I was stuck here, I'm out, I'm, I get to mount, I'm just stuck and I really, you know, and just explain in detail what it is that you're stuck on. And I guarantee a lot of them will, will be willing to help out and help you get past that bump be like oh wow i didn't even i, I didn't think about that because they're going to open up your eyes yeah. so ask i feel like a lot of people are just lower belts get hesitant to ask because they feel they might be disrespectful maybe because they don't know the person or they get nervous yeah. and um the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to say no which most likely they're not going to do it yeah. anyway they probably won't yeah that's for sure they probably won't everyone you notice like everyone at jiu-jitsu is really just there for like the common mission you know everyone just wants to help and it is like i guess you could say that it is like a family like that's what you really want out of it right yeah, exactly 100 100 mm-hmm. yeah so <clears throat> the journey of becoming a black belt like how long did it take you and did you ever experience any any burnout on your journey um I got my black belt in eight years and I was, uh, yeah, eight years, but I was very, I was very consistent. Like when I started, I was training two to three times a day uh, and I was going four to five times a week, but I was very fortunate. I was living at home, right? With my mom, I was going to school for music and jujitsu. That was it. I had nothing else to do. There was nothing else I was doing. I was going to school and my school and jujitsu were literally right next to it. It was a two minute walk. So I take wow. my gear with me. I take my guitar. I go to school. After school, I come out. I go to the gym. I change, train, train again, walk home, shower. You know what I mean? So it was just oh, like, yeah. 
it was it was I was a ten minute walk from the gym and from my school. It was I was mm-hmm. right there, so I was very fortunate with that. And on top yeah. of that, I was living at home, so I didn't really have to worry yeah, about that. Yeah. My mom was cooking me food. I come home, she washed my yeah. keys. I was living the life, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was it was nice, but um, that's I feel like that's why I was able to catapult, you know, very quickly. And also because I was the fifth student to sign up at the gym, so when I signed up, there wasn't a whole lot of students. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously gyms that take you got you got to grow them. Um, and my professor Alberto, he already had four of the gyms that were running successfully. But mm. Hollywood was a new one that he had opened. So since it was new, he would sometimes allow me to come into the advanced class. Usually as a white belt, you need three stripes at our gym. You need three stripes and then you can start doing advanced class. Uh-huh. But because the advanced classes were a little emptier, he'd be like, do you want, he sometimes he'd be like, do you want to join? I'd be like, heck yeah. So I'd <laughs> yeah. be able to do a fundamentals, another fundamentals, and then I'd be able to hop into the advanced class and, uh-huh. and get my butt kicked in there. You know, uh-huh. and I, I feel that's when you most learn. So mm-hmm. as far as a burnout, I, I, I really didn't feel a burnout because I loved it so much. Like I loved training. Mm-hmm. I loved learning. I was enjoying competing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I just, I, I didn't think, I never thought to stop. I remember there are, there are people who started with me who have now come back and they are either still blue belts or purple belts. And we always talk about mm-hmm. it all the time. Like I remember like we used to have wars back then. I mean, we, we used to go at it, right? Because we were the same belt level. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine, I remember he trains at the, at the same gym I trained at now, which is Legacy. He came back. We had got our blue belts together. He, now he's still a blue belt because he had stopped for mm-hmm. a little bit. And uh, now we're rowing. Obviously, it's very different now. But he's yeah. like, he's like, dang. He's like, I remember there used to be a point where I would be able to take your back and I used to be able to submit you to yeah. like, And I was like, no. it's like, it's, but at least he kept on. Hey, the most important thing is he came back and you're working towards it again. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's true. So was competing for you like always a goal or were you just like, you know, what? I feel like I'm good enough to finally start competing. No, I got into it. You know, like I think like everybody gets into, they get into maybe because of curiosity because you know they want to learn a martial art. I don't think anybody gets into jujitsu to say, I want to be a black belt. That's what uh, I'm into, right. Mm-hmm. Nobody, I don't, I don't really think anybody, at least that's how it starts off. Right. Yeah. Unless you're like you're born into it, then it's like, you're going to do it no matter what. But I think that's for most true. people, it's like, I just want to learn a martial art. I heard mm-hmm. about jujitsu or someone recommended it to me, a friend brought me, whatever it is. Mm. In my case, I got a flyer, but I already knew I wanted to do it because of the UFC thing. Right. And then as I started doing it, I started getting better. My professor was the one that suggested, Hey, you should think about competing here. You do pretty well here. And so I did an in-house tournament, which was like, I think great. The in-house tournaments, you know, where it's like different jams come and it's not as intense, you know, you know, and then once mm-hmm. I got that feel for that, then I started competing more and more and it, I enjoyed it a lot. It was fun. It was fun for me. It pushes you, it tests you, you know, and um, I think, I think when you train with people at your gym, obviously you, you start learning each other's game. You said, like, okay, this, this yeah. person loves to pass like this. Or if I, if I give them this script, they're going to give me some problems. I have to do this. And there's things that you do well that they start shutting down because they know your game. But mm-hmm. in the tournament, um, you know, if you're not a big name, people don't know your game and you don't know theirs. So sometimes things that don't always work in the gym work on them. You're like, oh, the baseball choke does work. It's just yeah. like they, they know I love the baseball choke, so they're always shutting it down. But if you get in the tournament and you get it, boom. So mm-hmm. that's what's great, too. And then there's things that sometimes like, oh, crap, I need to work on this because they, this person exposed my game or opened up a, a new yeah, game, which is great sure. about tournaments. So, uh, yeah, actually, you know, I guess that's that's speaking about your tournament experience overall, I guess starting out, you know, like white belt, right? We, t- we tend to be like a little nervous and scared. You, we're so focused on, you know, taking the dub or losing, you know, like, is there like something you like, do you recommend like a sort of mindset when you step into like a competition type thing? I would say um, have fun and don't take, it's not as serious as you think. For example, think of someone like Gordon Ryan right yeah. so he's going to be competing against andre Gull. think about how many eyes are going to be watching him oh, right think about i think how many people are watching him or or you know when these other big names go go on there you know like Nicholas nicholas mergliotti uh, who just competed you know w, mm-hmm. uh, wno how many mm-hmm. people it was his first nogi tournament i mean hmm. these are big names the ruchola brothers you know mika galval that everybody's watching them yeah. and it's like bro you're going in there you just got a couple of your friends and your teammates watching you and if that's, you know, true. that's true that's a good point so true. nobody's gonna remember that you're not gonna be uh, you're not gonna become a meme you're not you know and like <laughs> these guys have a lot right in the line so i'm like if they're getting yeah. out there and they can compete to their best you know mm-hmm. at their best out there with all these eyes and all the pressures that they have i'm like you got to just take that pressure off of you and just go out there and have fun because Nobody's going to remember your loss if you lose. And if you win, you're going to get a post it. A couple of your friends are going to like it. You're going to get it all celebrate. And that's it. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like, true. just I think mean, about it like that. It's like, bro, you, 
you got we got all there's a there's levels right like yeah, everything there's levels to it and we're at, we're, at, we're fortunate we can just go out and have fun and not take it so serious yeah and if you get to a point where you become a big name by that point you're already going to be comfortable but right now it's like that's very true that's very true that's a good mindset if you lose you that's know? true yeah because that, that having that mindset kind of takes that pressure off yeah, it's like you know i should just go there to have fun you know do some learning it's not have fun do your game everybody's doing the same thing everybody's out there for the same reason you both train you know it's just like that's it that's it. You're, huh? you're either gonna win or you're gonna learn, but you're not gonna lose. Mm. Oh, that's true. That's a good mindset right there. Yeah. So <clears throat> I guess like kind of turning the wheel towards television, you and television. Like, what television roles have you taken on, and which has been your favorite? Um, I think the the, the most recent one I just did was a show actually on Telemundo. Yeah, yeah. Which was uh, called Por Amor Por Dinero. It was like a reality love show. That was my ah, first time ever doing one like really? that. Uh, yeah. It was it was interesting. It was a cool experience. I don't know if I would do another reality show like, oh, unless it was like okay. something like really big, like a like, but uh, it was cool. I will say it did hurt. It did hurt my algorithm a little bit because I was growing pretty fast, yeah. but I was gone on the show for two months and I had, I had to turn on my phone. I had no phone. I, I couldn't oh, post. I had no communication. So I couldn't post. And, you know, with Instagram, if you stop posting, if you stop, you know, being active, they kind of push you out. They and the problem push is, you out. I went on the show and I got a following from, you know, like Ecuador, uh, Peru, things like that. And yeah. so in, Instagram thinks, oh, he has a Spanish audience. So they'll start pushing me towards that Spanish audience. Oh, but then all my stuff is in English. So it's not getting things But now that I'm back, it's cool. I can start post, I'm posting again. I'm trying to get back into my algorithm where I originally was. Mm-hmm. But the experience was great with that. Um, other than that, I've done, I did another feature film, uh, like released, I think it was last year called Beyond Paranormal. Mm-hmm. That was, that was pretty cool too. And um, yeah, man, I just, I just keep, I got some other stuff in the works. That I still can't talk about until it comes out. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, All right. That's yeah, something yeah. to be on the lookout. Out. Yeah. I'm on the lookout and yeah, it's, it's, I, I enjoy acting though. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that, that actually, you know, we, we always talk about, you know, the multiple facets of life that, you know, you're trying to pursue. It seems like, you know, you're a go-getter and oftentimes we tend to say things like, I don't have time. I don't know what to do, or this seems impossible. What do you feel like we can try what, what people can try to do to shift their mindset, to be all more open to venturing into new things? Um, I would say you just have to do it. Honestly, you know, I think, mm-hmm. I think um, there's this quote that says you, 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 the things you regret in life are the things that you didn't do, not the things you did do. You know, mm-hmm. because you're always, if you don't do it, you're going to always live with that mentality. Like, oh, what if, what if I would have done that? Or what if, well, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. and if you do it, you're going to, you're going to have that answer and you're either going to figure it out it was for you or it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the best way to, to figure it out. Just get your hands dirty and get in there. And, you know, that's awesome, it. man. I Absolutely. think, I think that's a killer mindset that, yeah. you know, I feel like if you start to adopt that, you really start to take over the world after that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's how I fell into all these things that, I like I became good at you know jujitsu, magic, music, you know like acting, all these mm. things because it's just like I I I took the step to do it and I enjoyed doing it you know mm. and it's and I got and I got good at it. I was like, oh, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, and so with acting, like, is that a more recent venture or where did this like interest no. in acting start? Um, I started. You know, I I used to play volleyball, and mm. um, I that's how I first got discovered was playing volleyball. There was an agent there who saw me. I think it was like hmm. 18. Oh no, it was maybe like 19. And uh, he's like, hey, he's like, um, he's like, yeah, are you an actor? And I said, no. He's like, do you have a good look? Did you think about getting into commercials? Here's my card. Wow. What? And that's how it happened. <laughs> but then, like, wow. I feel like that's very LA. Honestly. Right? Yeah. I, know, I think right? that's very LA. That's that's how it happened. And um, and I started doing that. And when I moved to Hollywood for modeling, same thing. The first week I moved, actually the same week that I got into jujitsu, I went to a shoe store. Hmm. And there's a guy walking by and he stops and he stares at me. And I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. I'm like, it's Hollywood. All right. It's like yeah. first week here, I got to get used to this, whatever. It's kind of weird. And I yeah. stand up and like he stops and he stares at me again. I'm like, bro, what is this guy doing? And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he comes up to me, you know, and he's like, hey, I'm like, I'm like hey, what's up, man? He's like, um, he's like, are you, are, don't, sorry if I'm interrupting you. But he's like, do you model? And I said, uh, kind of. But he's like, and he gives me my card. He's like, here's my card look me up. If you like what I do, call me. He's like, I think you have a great look. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, if not, no worries. Which that approach I really like because people in Hollywood are always like, oh, I can do this. I've worked with this person. I've done this. I do that. Oh, yeah. He was just like, look, here's my card. Look me up. If you like what I do, call me. If you don't, no harm, no foul. Nice meeting yeah. you. So I was like, one. okay, that was very true. So I looked him up. I liked him. 
I liked what he did. I called him and I used to have short hair. He used to have like short, spiky hair. Oh, yeah. So I went over there, I did a test shoot with him and nothing. I did another test shoot with him. We didn't get no calls. And he said, do me a favor. Just grow out your hair. Don't, don't cut it anymore. Oh, wow. All right. Wow, really? So I grew it out. I let it grow out. We did another test shoot. And then I got a call. Oh, interesting. Wow. <laughs> and, and then we had a meeting. And the first job I ever booked was in Miami. It was for a company called Montclair. And it was uh, Bruce Weber shot it. And I shot that with Victoria's Secret model Bahati. That was the first ever modeling wow. gig I did. Wow. And then from there, I did Barney's New York, Abercrombie Fitch, Adidas. Um, I just, I just steamrolled. Wow. And um, that's how that happened. And so I, like with acting and like the modeling stuff, it's like, it wasn't like I seeked out to do it. It was just like kind of mm. people saw, hey, you have this look, you know, and fell wow. into it. And then I started taking classes and I was thinking I'm more serious about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, that's so interesting. So like with these things like that you're doing, like, are you just like, are you more like, emotion like led like okay if it pops up then i'm gonna go do it you know if a modeling things come up i'm gonna go do it if an acting opportunity comes up yeah. or like like what what do you do like throughout your day like you just no now to- now definitely i like all my agents now but i'm like yo because now this is what i do so i'm like all right let's get some auditions i'm ready to go oh, casting, okay. you know you know but when it first happened i, I was like okay i'll give it a shot i'll take some classes okay mm. i'll do this you know but now that i'm in it it's like you know it's like john mayer says i remember he talked about this when he says when you're going, when you when you're starting, when you're starting out and you're starting to get there, go for it. Let it all go, go all in because you have nothing to lose. You have mm, nothing true. to lose. The worst that can happen is you fail, you fall, that's it. Mm. Once you're there, once you've made it, now you have everything to lose, right? Now it's like because oh. now you've made it, now you're there, and that's now you true. now you have to make it happen. Now you got to keep going. So yeah. it's just like I feel like right now I'm still on that journey of going up. You know, it's like I'm still working towards this. So I, I got nothing to lose. You know, mm-hmm. but it's like. I feel like once you're there, it's not, you know, so mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's the thing. It's just, I have fun with it. And I definitely now though, I'm very, I'm very much more active with that. I don't, mm. I don't just sit back and lay back with that. Okay. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And I was about to say, like, you have a very like laid back persona when yeah. it comes to doing all of these things. Like, you know what? Yeah. I just started off like this, but uh, yeah. do you have like any, anything that brings stress into your life? Like any things that are like challenging you at the moment or, or how do you deal with these emotions when they come up? Yeah, that's um, a good one. Stress. Let's see. Man. I, I don't, stress, stress. I don't even know that exists. <laughs> I think, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I, try, I, try, I try to push out negative. Like, I don't even have a big circle of friends. I feel like, you know, the, the smaller the circle, the better. Like a tight, like I have a, you know, a good tight group of people I can trust. I feel like that's always the most important thing is having people around you or trusting her honest with you not have yes men around you oh, you know because yeah. i feel like sometimes like i remember i was making a vlog once i have a friend of mine he's a tiktoker very talented and i was making this vlog and i, and I started off and i showed it to him like what do you think and he's like bro i think that's I, that's shitty i was like what yeah. is that? i was like i would have clicked off of that in the first 10 seconds wow. i was Dang. like really okay and at first i was like what i'm like screw you man like what the heck yeah. and then afterwards i was like okay well, what do you and then he helped me and i was like okay that's mm. actually a lot better okay like i, I see your point oh, and um you know i think you need people like that because i feel like sometimes you have around you who are just like yeah that's great yeah it's good oh i love it yeah and it's like and is it really the best no mm-hmm. but if you're surrounded by yes man it's, you're never gonna have people who, who push you and i feel it's also good to have like-minded people around you people who are working towards the same goal you know i always i believe likes attract likes you know and mm-hmm. um and you will the, the circle that you have around you that's what you're going to attract and if you have people who are lazy who like to party like to do drugs they're in that lifestyle that's what you're going to slowly start attracting but if you were working towards people who are working towards your goal vloggers podcasts uh you know acting whatever it is mm-hmm. and you you're all working towards a similar goal even if, even if not in the same field but even if there's something working towards something i feel mm-hmm. like you both attract that and it will push yeah. each other oh mm-hmm. and i think that's the biggest part too because like y'all have this accountability like we have to get after yep, this stuff you know sure. we only have one life let's let's get after it let's do it exactly. constructive criticism all that good stuff is necessary for for growth you know yes 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah so these friends that you have have they uh, been like lifelong friends or you know did you have a certain group that you used to hang out with maybe they weren't the best sort of mindset maybe they weren't the best activities you kind of start to let them go and then or was it just always the same group of people yeah, I mean, the, after high school, honestly, from my high school, I, I really don't talk to anybody. Like, I didn't, it's not like I stayed, like, I had best friends in high school. So, like, a lot of my friends are either friends that I met through magic, music, or acting, or content creating, mm-hmm. people in my field. And, you know, some of them, 
some of them I've known for about a year, some of them I've known for years. And mm-hmm. um, you know, because like I got my first job this year at Disneyland when I was when I was a teenager, and like I met people there. I remember when I got went to Disneyland, I thought I was this hot shot magic kid because I remember <laughs> that there was one other magician there, and I was way <laughs> better than him. Oh, wow. so, I was so good. I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm great. So I, I remember I get to Disneyland. I met a, a, a guy there who actually I'm really good friends with now. And he's like, oh, show me a trick. So I showed him a trick. I was like, cool. I was like, I was like, yeah, show me one. And then like, he shows me and he stumped me. And I was like, Damn. <laughs> because my friend who always used to do magic, I used to always know, we always used to give each other constructive criticism. I'm like, oh, you got to do this better. Blah, 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 blah. And I watched him and I was like, I had no idea what happened. And then he shows me another one and then he stumps me again. I was like, wow. oh man, I suck. I need, I need to get better <laughs> wow. at this. And then I feel like, you know, it's like, it's the same with jujitsu, right? Like mm. sometimes maybe you could be like one of the top people at your gym. And then you go with someone who actually, I feel like it's a difference between people who train all the time and people who are professional athletes, right? Uh-oh. And, and um, like there's people who train all the time, who train four or five times a week, but then there's people who are professional athletes and do this as a profession. And oh, when you roll with those people, dude, it's like, levels. that's when you realize like, dude, there's levels to this. There <laughs> are levels to this because yeah. there are purple belts out there now blue belts who are just smoking yes. you know? yeah yeah just like running through people and it's like man the, the game has changed a lot game mm. is definitely changing i kind of want to get a timeline on you know these things when they started to come into your life so it was at first it was magic, magic? and then did it lead to musician yeah or... magic led into music and i guess i grew up in a musically inclined family so it was inevitable oh, okay. my grandma was a singer uh, she was a, like a singer outside of the church before she converted but she was oh. like a, she was a, she opened up for Juan Gabriel back in the day um, and then after that she like went into the church thing so I grew up with that my mom's a singer songwriter my stepdad's a sound engineer and a producer wow. so it was, that in was the like, bloodline it, it had I think to that be that was like inevitable right so yeah, I, was, yeah, I, was, yeah. I, I was doing magic but I grew up around music I was always singing oh, I was playing guitar and then I think like maybe after I finished this magic tour and I wanted to give music a go so I got into music. I, that's when I we went to, I went to start going to Musicians Institute. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when I went to MI, that's when I, um, that's when I discovered jujitsu at the same time, mm-hmm. which was in 2011, mm-hmm. because I moved to Hollywood to go to school for music. And then at that same time, during that week, I did get discovered in the shoe store to start modeling. And then that's how that happened. So like, I feel like the, the magic, I mean, the music and the acting and the jujitsu kind of all integrated and happened all mm-hmm. kind of at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unplanned, obviously, but that's how it happened. And then, and then after that, the acting. Mm, okay. <laughs> so in, in LA, right, where you live, is this, is this a common thing or is this like, like, do you know anyone else who's like, has all these, you know, that's very multifaceted or do you have like any other um, friends that are like that? Yeah. I, I, I feel like with like the magic thing is like a it's like a rare one, but there are definitely yeah, for sure in, yeah, in for LA. Sure in LA, you get people who are doing you know, actors, writers, producers. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. music producers. It's like yeah, I always feel like sometimes like LA is like a fantasy world. You know what I mean? Because it's like definitely. it's like what what do you do like for a job job? And it's like oh. what do I do? You know? What I mean? it's, yeah. like, it's like um, it's like it's. It's different. It's different. But I feel like everybody does like a little bit of everything like that. Mm. I mean, like dips the toes into everything like that. And and, um, yeah, Yeah. you know, you actually remind me of, you know, we have this conversation that we have, whether should we focus our energy all into one thing or, you know, is it okay to be working on multiple things at a time? Like, where's your mindset in that? How do you see that? I I feel um. So I'm like, I'm on both, right? I feel like it's good to dip your toes and figure out what it is you want to do because you got to, you got to, but I feel like if you find one thing that you are actually really good at and that you're passionate about, and if you hyper fixate on that and you go all in, uh, I feel like a lot of things will happen there, you know, and you'll, you'll, you'll be able to like, that's how it happened with magic, right? Once, once I couldn't play sports, I went, I just hyper fixated on magic. And it wasn't even like a plan. I just ended up loving it so much. And through that, so many opportunities and so many doors opened because that's mm-hmm. all I was doing. I was just, yeah. every day I was practicing cards, coins, you know, levitation things, paper tricks, rope tricks, every, mm-hmm. whatever I could get my hands on, reading books, DVDs, YouTube videos around friends. I just hyper fixated on that. That's all mm-hmm. I was doing. And I think that's how I became pretty good at doing that and was successful at it and then from there you know later mm-hmm. same thing with music you know and now 
now with, I think for me, like the main thing that I really love doing right now is content creating. Like I know that's like yeah. I have ideas where I just I just think of ideas and like I'll, I'll show mm-hmm. you. Like, I just think of ideas and like see I'll keep I'll keep me here like reels TikToks like just ideas. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, look at that. You know, and yeah. then like vibe check ideas that I just do. I just keep them keep them. I just like ideas that I that I have and I'll write them down. Mm-hmm. And you know like oh this is great. Mm-hmm. Write it down. Write it, write it down. So um, I feel like the same thing. I feel like that's why like my IG grew pretty well you know before i went to the show in in about a year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah because it seems like it feels like your your social media is really just like a creative outlet for you like you already have all this stuff blowing in your mind you know you're putting it down oh man an idea came to me need to write it down before i forget yeah. it and then you're just you know throwing it out there so like we're literally seeing like your 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 creativeness in in the social yeah. media for sure yeah yeah, yeah, that's social. Yeah, no, the social media side of things, I dude, it, it really is. It's just the funniest thing. Like, yeah, dude, it's <laughs> funny, dude. I'll be scrolling through. I'm like, hey, this guy's actually. Hilarious. I'm like, I'm like, wait, there has to be one that's not as funny, and then you yeah. just keep going, you just keep going. Pretty, yeah, yeah, it's consistent, it's which is awesome, man. You know, yeah, really I feel that's what you gotta do, man. Like, I when I and this is where I get annoyed with content creators, right? Like, one of the things I do is like, you have the benefit. Like, we're in a time now where. You could film in your own home, outside, and you can do as many takes as you like. So I hate when I see, like, for example, like when you do the the, the lip, the lip syncing, right? Oh. The most annoying thing for me is when people don't get it right. When it's like, oh, <laughs> you do unlimited amount of takes, right? Like yeah. you have, there's no camera film that's gonna run now. You, know, yeah. you can do. Uh, and that was your best one. Like you were that lazy to see. Like, oh, I'm a little off, but it's good Ooh, enough. Oh, that's like, dude, wow. Take the time, like, and this yeah. is, and you know, and if. But like people see that I, I, I always tell this and I learned this in magic. The public is not stupid. The public is smarter than you. And the public is the one who's in charge of they'll your tell career. They'll define if you're going to, if you're going to keep growing or not, you know, I, you yeah. know, and it's like, and I feel like the audience can see when people put their time and to put out a quality video and they're not dumb. Oh, I agree. Like, I agree. With so many people like look at it like ah, nobody's gonna notice that. It's like no, they are gonna notice that. Oh, like, when I see transition video that people like, like go like that, and then it's like you see this and the hands still coming up. I'm like bro, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like an easy one. Like you could do like little, little things like that. And I'm like that's it. And like and that was your yeah. best one. That's that <laughs> that for me is when I see that I get annoyed. Yeah, because, like dude, you, you, that that for me that shows that you were lazy. Yeah, because, like, mm. you, you have you could take that as many times as you want. You could do this. You could do it over and over and over until you get it right. And like you were not lazy to like mm. to say that's my best work and put it out. Yeah, for sure. It is like so, a reflection. And I feel of that's effort. why. Yeah. And I feel yeah. that's why like with my re- with my reels, every time I don't post a reel, but like, uh, I'm, this is not funny, but I'm going to post it. Like if I'm going to do something, <laughs> I, I think, okay, this, this has the potential to grab a lot of attention mm-hmm. to, or maybe even possibly go viral, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but it's like, I, I don't put anything out that I don't think is, not mm-hmm. worthy of putting out or not funny mm-hmm. yeah. or just putting out just to put it out oh okay yeah. okay exactly yeah i was about to say that so it's not like you have like okay you know whatever i have i, I need to make sure to be posting on this day consistently it's just like if i'm gonna make time towards it i'm gonna make it right and i'm just gonna upload it if i find it funny yeah and you know i still try to post like four to five times a week wow. um but like that's when i started my reels I was, well, I was posting five times a week on ig and on tiktok on tiktok yeah. um I, i'm at 30 and then obviously on IG, like I think I'm at 24, 25. Mm-hmm. So, but it was like, it goes it goes back to everything where I say it's consistency, consistency. right? It was just like, I, I, I made a goal where I said, I'm going to post four to five times a week. And, um, and then, I'll, and then on Sundays I would post a picture or like, or sometimes if I have a real, I'd post a picture during the week, mm-hmm. but it was just like, I made that, that a mindset. I'm going to post four to five times a week and I'm going to make sure I post out good content. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. So, and that's and, that, and that being consistent is what kind of made that grow a little bit right wow yeah. that honestly is such amazing information i hope you know anyone listening right now it's so simple everyone says consistency but i guess this is where you can like set a challenge for yourself you know commit to something for at least 30 days right and i guess prove to yourself that you can be consistent with one thing mm-hmm. and that will lead into anything else that you want to you know put your time into exactly yeah i agree and, and hyper focus on it. If you're gonna do it, like if you're gonna do it, go all in. Like stay focused on that because working from home, it's very easy to get distracted too. You know what I mean? You got your phone, you got your laptop, you start going on on you know whatever Facebook, Reddit, you know different Discord, different things like that. Looking at NFTs, whatever you're doing, and it's just like I feel like if if you can like stay hyper focused on it, go all in. Like you said, 
just stay consistent try for 30 days you a lot of people were surprised themselves mm, there you go guys Ooh, i actually have an interesting question i just now thought of this but so you have these things that are now part of your life is there anything that you've decided to let go that you've tried or went into adventure and said you know what i'm gonna let go of this one because there are things that i feel deserve more of my attention uh well, you know i don't do magic professionally anymore even though mm. like, i still i still do i still do magic and i perform it like for friends or something with like if there's a girl I'm talking to, she's like, oh, you should do magic. Or maybe I'll do something for her. Or some of the best is I don't tell people I do magic and I'll do a trick and then like they'll get blown away. Uh, yeah. But like to do a professional anymore, I don't put, because I, it goes back to what you were saying. I feel like if you do too many things, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's, it's like, um, are you good at a bunch of things or you're a master at one thing, you know? And it's just, oh I feel if like if you put your attention on too many things, you're never going to really be able to focus and grow one thing. So like mm-hmm. magic was like one thing that I stopped focusing on like professionally where uh, I don't have, a, I used to have a website, I used to have business card, used to get gigs, yeah, but I don't, I don't do that professionally anymore. I still love magic and I still love performing it. And I feel that has helped translate a lot into my entertainment side. Mm-hmm. And that's what helps also with my you know, content creation, being creative like that, because having to come yeah. up with acts and shows and routines and skits, yeah, that actually translate that. And the acting obviously helps the delivery. But yeah, I think I think things like that. I remember uh, like other sports like soccer and basketball. I suck at. Like I remember I tried it one time. I was like, oh, that's not for me. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think for me, I think the magic thing was like the one where I just like said, okay, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm I have to stop doing this professionally because I'm doing too many things. Oh, I mm. see. Yeah, and I think that's a good lesson right there. Oh. Is that just because you've developed something and grown something, and you know you're you're spending less time on it, doesn't mean that the love stopped being there for it. It's just that you know maybe you're not gonna you know pursue it as an actual thing like this isn't your main focus it's just yeah. it's part of you and it always will be mm-hmm. exactly 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 yeah, that, that makes sense and so like even with your content creation right like you have your day set out of when you're when you're posting you're not actually like stress as to making this happen are you like you're just like you know what? if this is something i love to do this is something i get to do whereas you know other people's mindsets like i have to make it i have to post these things consistently or else Ooh. you know what i mean you're just like nah like i enjoy doing this yeah it's that's exactly i think um I've, I think you should do what you love, you know, do what you love and love what you do. Um, because like, if you're doing something for the, for the money, there's, there's way easier ways that you can make money. Right. And just mm-hmm. if, 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 if you just want to make money, like there's way, there's way easier ways to make money around here. That's like, go work, go work a good job, get a good job that, you know, that mm-hmm. starts, that starts you off good and you can work, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. just like, if you're doing, if you're doing something that you love, that's like magic to start to go back i started off doing magic because i loved because i just i fell mm. in love with it and then later the money came it mm. wasn't like i got into it because i want to make money yeah you know same thing with jujitsu it's not like i got into jujitsu say i want to become a black belt i got into jujitsu mm. because of curiosity and i fell in love with it and mm. now i'm able to teach and you know and do priors and stuff like that yeah. but i feel like um if you get into something because you're actually passionate about it and love it and you love it the rest will follow money follows joy that's that's for sure oh that's a good one and i think that's the right approach to take when it comes to these things is that you know when you love something when you have a passion for something it's 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 a lot easier to stay to eventually become a master at it and then at that opportunity once you're at that level then that's when you can turn like your passion into an income Mm -hmm. and so instead of looking at backward i was like oh man what can i do to make me money like right now it's like mm-hmm. no, like that's that's a backwards approach because the money will automatically the money's a side effect. It's a reward of being to the at the top, basically. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. And you, but, yeah. you, that's how, everything. That's how it is. Music. You look at these mm-hmm. artists. A lot of these artists, you know, is look at that group BTS right now, right? The, the, yeah. like the hottest thing out right now. But For you look sure. at when they, when they first started, you know, like my sister's really into them, so that's how she opened my eyes to mm. them. I was like, man, they, they used to stick. They were like sharing bunk beds together, like in this little house together, and mm. they were like drilling and practicing. The company was it was in the negatives. They were they were wow. getting loans with the bank, and now these guys are. I mean, they're selling out. You know, Raider Stadium Raiders. four nights in a raid, like not even an arena, yeah. a stadium yeah. four nights in a row. This group that doesn't speak English. English. So it's like yeah. if those wow. English that we're out here, we're speaking English. We better we better get on it, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, for real. But look at they were working hard, right? They were like yeah. they were. And, you know, they were working hard, they were drilling, they were practicing music, dancing, all of it, and mm. hard work pays off. And then now the money comes, but they got into it because they were loving it, because they oh, loved yeah. doing the music, because they, they enjoyed that. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's mainly the main way you can even put up with, you know, all the all the challenges that come your way, is because, you know what, yes, there's a challenge, and yes, it might be stressful, or I might be at a low right now, but I love this, and I'm going to make it work regardless of how I feel right now. Yes, so. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I guess... Yeah. 
I think that's pretty much, you know, the questions that we have. We actually do like to wrap it up with, I think it's five, six rapid fire questions just to yes. end it off. And Harvey right. will introduce yeah, put the improv line on. Here we go. Yeah, oh, here we go. go. All let's right. get it. So <laughs> question number one here of our rapid fire questions is what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, the, the things that you think, if, if you like, if you told your younger self something, I would say the things that you think are going to be your weaknesses are actually going to turn out to be your strengths. Meaning mm. that like things that, you know, you were criticized for, like me doing magic, I was criticized for that and said it was a distraction. Those things are actually what carried me through life and made me the happiest. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's a good answer. A good okay. What is the worst piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, the worst piece of advice? Um, I, I, I always say the people who never did it will always tell you best how, they, how to do it. Don't listen oh, to that's true. That's a good one too. Question number three, what's something that you know to be true, but that others might disagree with you on? One thing I think is true uh, that others might disagree on me. Dang. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> a good one actually. Um, that I'm the funniest content creator out there. that's a good good one yeah yeah, all right question number four what is something that you wish you knew earlier um that success as you dreamed it is never going to show up the way you saw it Hmm. wow okay i like that very good and then one thing we like to ask our guests uh is what is one thing you think we could all do to make society suck a little less um Worry about keeping your front porch clean. Don't worry about other people. Don't worry about what other people are doing. You know, just worry about keeping your, your front porch clean. Keep yourself happy and you'll and attract happiness, attract good things in life. Don't focus on the negative. Boom. There we go. That's it. Mic right drop, there. everyone. Yeah. Mic drop. That is it right there. All right. Wow. That's well, we, awesome. we thoroughly enjoyed talking to you, man. Guys, I too, man. I'll listen to this. Get a lot of, I feel inspired. I know a lot For of people sure. right now listening sure. feel inspired because this is, this is awesome. And you're still on the come up too. So we're not done here, guys. Yeah. We'll have them back on for another episode. Thank you. For Thank sure. You. You. So if you're interested in reaching out to you, where can they go and look you up? Um, you can go to my Instagram, my TikTok. It's all the same. Jits Cruise, J-I-T-S-C-R-U-Z at Jits Cruise. Um, yeah, and that's where you can find me. Instagram, Instagram, and TikTok are probably the two that I that I use the most. Awesome, uh, awesome. You can find you can find me on there. Awesome, guys. So all those links will be down below. So be sure to support him. You know, you can tell he has the great energy. You want yeah. this around you guys. Exactly. You want this. You want to be this. And yeah, y'all you know, join him before he hits 100k here. Exactly. <laughs> I want to be there. Y'all want to be here. All right. Yeah. With that being said, we appreciate you taking time out of your day to be here with us. Yes, Thanks, sir. man. Thanks for having me. Thanks appreciate having you. Me. All right, man. Have a good one. See ya. Thank you.